and welcome back. This week on the Cars Unfiltered podcast, Mike sheds a tear. I kind of, you know, I want to shed a tear for it. Sal explains his workout routine. Going first, second, neutral, first, second, neutral, first, second, neutral for like an hour to two every single day. And I try to remember if this is a car show. Mike put up, (laughs) or Tom put up a sign that said, is this a car show? And now, the podcast. Oh, I don't get a notification that you're recording? Yeah, it says it on the top left. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it does. Very unastute of you. But in any case, uh, welcome everyone to season, what we think is season three. Um, yes, three. Episode 12, potentially. Episode uh, 12. Cars mm-hmm. Unfiltered podcast. Um, we're trying something new. We're trying uh, a video thing so you can see our, our lovely mugs. Um, three people with unkempt beards. Um, straight. So if you've never if gone to our now defunct website before, uh, I am Sal, uh, the bald one with the beard. Uh, Mike is the one with the glasses and the beard. Say hi, yep. Mike. Yeah, that's me. Um, so depending how Tom sets this up, I don't know if it'll switch between back and forth or it'll have yeah, all three of us. Because I have all three of us right now. But Actually, that's, I, I have no idea how this is going to work. Oh, so we're, yeah. we're can using... You see, can you see all three of us right now, Tom? Yeah, I set it to gallery mode, but I don't know yeah, how it's going to record. Oh. Well, I've got all three across the top and then it switches between you two when you're talking. Uh, see, if you switch it to gallery mode, all three of us will be live at the same time. I don't yeah. want it to look like that. Okay. Well, so you might experience it like Mike does and it'll be um, maybe cause a seizure or some sort of stroke. <laughs> and we do apologize if that's the case. Yeah. No, speaker view's way better. Okay. So now you see the three of us. Um, so we're coming to you from our respective places on this cold and finally kind of snowy-ish uh, Michigan uh, evening. I hear we're supposed to get upwards of three inches by the end of the weekend. Yeah, yeah. That uh, big two-stage snowblower that I uh, bought is really coming in handy. Oh, yeah. yeah. I might have to borrow um, that. I'll just use my four-wheel <laughs> drive truck to you know, go over to your place so I can snowplow the half-inch of snow. Joke's on you. You're going to have to assemble it first. <laughs> it's, still, it's still in a box and a pallet. Um, but speaking of four-by-four four trucks, uh, we're going to lead off with um, Mike's grumpy old man take of the week. Um, so, Mike, do you want to talk about what uh, made you very frustrated this, this week in the news? Well, it didn't make me frustrated. I'm just disappointed that we're not going to sell any more stick shift trucks after this year. The last one is the Ram 2500 with the coming six-cylinder diesel, right, and a manual transmission. But you're not going to be able to order it after 2019, and it, it's disappointing. Mike, can I ask you a question? Yeah. If you were buying a brand-new truck, would you buy a manual truck? If Ford had one, I would. I don't think so. I would. We've talked about this at nauseum. <laughs> because there's traffic. That's why. I mean, even yeah, but even I, truck. But even I go back and forth some days where it's like if the Mustang, like that new GT five hundred that came out, I'm not mad at the fact that it is a dual clutch. Like, yes, there are days where having my stick shift Mustang is fun, but having a dual clutch on that thing would be sweet. Like if they offered a regular Mustang GT with a dual clutch gearbox, it'd be a hard sell for me to go back to manual. So so are you saying, Sal, that the normal 10-speed Mustang. Mike knows where I'm going with this. <laughs> the normal Mustang automatics don't have a dual-clutch transmission. Is that what you're telling me? 
Uh, I didn't think so. They might. I'm new. I'm new to this uh, transmission world. I just recently moved over uh, abruptly, but I believe it's a regular uh, what we in the biz called slush boxes. So me and Mike had this debate the other day where I told basically I said, oh, that's cool. The GT500 has dual clutch transmission like that's cool. And then he's like, they all do. Even the Fiestas have dual clutch transmissions now. And I am unfortunately too ignorant to debate that. No, not I didn't say all of them do. I said all of them have the possibility of having it. No, they don't. Only the right now, only the Focus, which God help us, and Focus. the uh, yep, uh -huh. GT, <laughs> the GT. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. I think the GT three fifty. Those are all manual. No, they had the automatic versions, but I don't remember if it was a. I don't think so. I thought so, but in any case. Um, no, they don't, right? So your 10 speed and 8, 9, 10 speed, for those of you guys that don't know, um, was a basically a joint commissioning out by the three main um, auto suppliers. Each one designed their own. I found out some interesting insider stuff that I won't say, but basically not everyone ended up using the other one's design. But then yeah, no, not at all. Yeah, we, were, all. we were supposed to all copy, you know, one was developing an 8 speed architecture, one a 9, one a 10. Um, but they're all conventional ones. So this, to my knowledge, would be the first, if not the GT350, would be one of the first applications post the shaky focus with the dual clutch. Maybe for Ford, though. But what I'm saying is it's not out of uh, industry standard to use a dual clutch transmission. But it's out, of, it's out of... Loster had a dual clutch transmission or has one of the two. Are you sure about that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. The Veloster? Look it up. I don't know. But in any case, point being to, to the point that we we're getting back at, like even that, I'm starting, like, I love my Mustang, don't get me wrong, it's fun. But when I daily drive it in the summer and I'm just caught on like eight mile going first, second, neutral, first, second, neutral, first, second, neutral for like an yeah. hour to two every single day, it, it gets old. Bam. I've got a video right here. Amazing. Hyundai Veloster Turbo DCT Automatic Performance Reviews. Cool. Okay. Dual clutch transmission. Was it custom? No, it was production. Okay. So in any case, it was like Veloster Sport or whatever. But all I'm saying is like, how many? Well, so here's, of a dual clutch transmission isn't like way out there. Well, good ones are because as the as the uh, focus proof. But so. Answer me this, mister. I'm upset about this. How many trucks with manual transmissions have you had? Technically, I've only ever owned one. <laughs> I've only had one also. My dad's owned a few, and I always liked those. And I used to drive a few that were stick, so, but they weren't mine. But they were like my daily drivers. I did like my F-150 like manual. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it's the only th the downside that of that. Truck, five speed in those yeah. like mid nineties F one fifties was phenomenal. Great transmission. Yeah, no, I did. I did like it. Honestly, I don't. The clutch think went out at like one hundred and ten thousand, and then after that, you could you could drive for another hundred and ten with a replacement. You know, like they were fine. Mine had more than that on it. Oh, I believe. Clutch. Yeah, Miles um, Mans was used to teach many many college students how to mm. drive stick. But I don't know what it is about that transmission though. Like it, but it was, it was zippy. Like it was, it felt good, like switching gears and stuff. I don't think though that I would still want that. If I have to drive in traffic at all, like I'm, I'm getting an auto though. Like if I bought a new truck, like a super duty or something, 
I'm going to be driving it in traffic. Cause you know, there's going to be some point with a super duty where you're going to have like a trailer loaded with like a bunch of stuff on it. And you're going to go through Chicago or something and be like, I hate this manual transmission. Like you just know that's going to happen. Yeah. Getting caught on the, the tri-state through Indiana on the way to Chicago in my Mustang is torture. I mean, it's not that bad. Yeah, but this also coming from a guy that drives cars that don't have functioning heat in the winter or air conditioning in the summer or power anything. Mike, raise or, the bar. Raise or, the bar, Mike. Or a reliable gas meter. There was there was a solid like three week stretch where it was a crapshoot every day. If I get a text saying, "Hey, I'm stranded," <laughs> uh, it's, he's not wrong. <laughs> you have a, yeah. all I'm saying is you have a higher tolerance for cars not. Uh, for cars with less technology than the average bear. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was yeah, that was pretty bad there for a while. There was a decent decent streak over there. Come to find out, it wasn't the fact that I was out of gas. There was other problems. But um, but yeah, but and also speaking of streaks and things that make Mike mad, um, so there was a streak that let's let's not talk about his underwear. Right. Hey, I don't have streaks in my underwear. All right. <laughs> <laughs> They're black underwear, just to make damn sure. straight. Or, or I only buy brown underwear. underwear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, so yeah. So in any case, speaking of streaks that came to an end that made Mike mad, with an asterisk, uh, apparently the um, the record for the fastest speed by a land bike um, was broken either recently or we just found out about it. Yeah, non motorized bicycle. Uh, was broken by a lady, and Mike thinks she uh, used performance-enhancing uh, she She did, goddammit. So Mike's <laughs> she had a theory, fucking overdrive. Mike's theory hinges <laughs> on the fact that Barry Bond shot... No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> that, I mean, that was just to explain it to you in sports terms. Right, she hinges... Because I'm not... Because with my two engineering degrees, including one in automotive systems, I'm not bright enough to up the thought behind the transmission. Any case, Mike's discussion was that she ended up using basically a gear set with overdrive, which is not what the other competitors previously used. So Mike thinks it's an unfair competitive advantage that should be taken as a separate class of it should be vehicle. It should be because it, for the same reason that you can't put. Uh, an altered wheelbase, uh, gas-powered, alcohol fuel or, or uh, alcohol-powered, uh, fuel-injected, blown, uh, big block V8 in the same category as a stock four-cylinder vehicle on like with cars. But but we were talking about this. So the land speed record for a four-wheeled vehicle or whatever, not even a four-wheeled vehicle for regular cars, right? Do they distinguish by transmission? No, but that's it's different. It's not different. It is different. This is this is a <laughs> well to make you happier, Tom, for those of you guys, Tom, you have to speak when you say show things. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Mike put up, or Tom put up a sign that said, is this a car show? To make it, to tie it into a car show, she was dragged by a dragster, which in itself is bonkers that you well, would yeah. tie yourself off to a dragster to get started. In my opinion, that's the cheaper. But like, 
The transmission is a transmission. The gear set she used, no, all it did was transmit no, the power. No, because, all right, so it's multiple reduction gear sets, right? Whereas, okay, so in, in land speed racing, if we're talking about cars, right, you have power that the car puts down, right, from the engine and how well that puts it down and whatever gearing you want to use it and you have a top speed, right? Like yeah. You're only going to go so fast because you have wind resistance, you have drag, right? Counteracting that drag requires horsepower. You can only go so fast. So it really doesn't matter what nay, the nay. power... Nay, nay. Yeah. No, you don't... You don't the only, not, You can overcome drag in other ways than horsepower. You can oh, have a lower yeah, by, coefficient of friction. By, yeah, by making a lower... Yeah, but we're talking streamliners here and shit, right? Like, they're, they've already reached that point where there's, they're not getting any... Is this the physics show? It is now. <laughs> this is, for those uh, from, uh, listeners that haven't listened to us for a while, this is the classic um, gearhead versus classically trained engineer debate. <laughs> Um, that it's, is very, it's theoretical versus applied, basically. Right. Right. Yeah, kind of, yeah. But my point, so my point still is that, so you've removed the effect of drag on, I'm holding up a thumb here. You've removed, <laughs> you've removed the, the effects of drag on, uh, the vehicle, the, the bicycle in this case, and the human being, right? So Which did the other person. Which would effect, yeah, which would limit, which would effectively limit your top speed. So I'm okay with that. That's fine because they have another separate class where they don't have a, a, a windbreak in front of them, and so then they have to fight the effects of wind resistance. Different class, fine. I'm on board, hundred percent. But now you have instead of a direct drive, which is only limited by a direct drive from gear to rear wheel is limited by two things. It's limited by the size of the rear sprocket and as small as it can be, right? It can only get as small as the center of the bolt going through it and have that many gears on the outside. So the, the smallest amount of gears you're going to get on a sprocket is like 10, right? Any less than that and it's just not going to work right. It may be more than that even, but I'm just like, theoretically, the smallest you could get is there. The largest you could get now is determined by one, the size of the bicycle frame, which is determined by the size of the guy riding it. So a larger athlete would always have a, a benefit here. Um, Tom upgraded our, our minutes. You're throwing so, him off his soapbox. I, no, it I was know, a gift. yeah. <laughs> it was a gift. We only had like 10 minutes left and I said, here's a gift unlimited. So it's unlimited now, apparently. So the uh, the larger sprocket that's driven by your feet is determined by essentially the diameter of your pedals or the radius of your pedals because if it gets too big it's going to hit the ground right which that's determined by the size of the frame and the size of the wheels on the bicycle which have physical limit limiting factors right like you can only make them so like the geometry can only change so much before you're going to run the gear into the fucking ground right do you agree do you disagree both of you, either one of you. None of this has to do with why an overdrive would be cheating. Because it removes the physical limitation of that like mechanical gear set. If you, if here's the thing though, if like, what's what's the point of this competition? What is like seriously? Like, what is the goal? To go fast. Okay, if you are limited by like, like you said, like if you, I don't like, let's say a direct drive, whatever, like. The, the actual game would be how fast can you move your legs in a circle? 
That's exactly. not why. Yes, that's that's my point. So, that's what I'm arguing. And there's nothing stopping. Pre- it would be a competition of how big your thighs are, but but it doesn't matter because whoever had the record before can go and take the same bike technology, whatever, and like break her record. Then if they if they're physically in better shape or whatever than what she is, because at some point, you know, like that's the difference. Like it's either the bike or the person. So I, I don't disagree, but yeah. I think that a new class should be introduced, one with a direct drive gear set and one class with a non-direct drive gear set, which would be something with a reduction in it. That's so, all I'm saying. I'm so not saying my, that her, her feet's any uh, my, less valid. It's less impressive, sure. My Mustang, Mike, should it be really, um, should we sell it as a five-speed with a non-direct drive, six-speed, or is it a six-speed manual? It's still technically a six-speed manual. Ah, so it's, but everybody it's knows it has overdrive. Yeah, but it's a six-speed transmission. It's not with, a five-speed with overdrive transmission. You don't see that on pamphlets. Only because the vernacular's changed. It used to be a three-speed with overdrive. No, but it's six before years. that. Before that, it was called a two-speed with overdrive because overdrive was a new thing. But but overdrive is on the same shaft. Overdrive is just assumed now. Yeah, but overdrive is on the same shaft. And the main you're not in competition, a, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, but it's not it's on the same physical shaft. It's not like an extra thing. Like they just added another gear to the shaft. So I just wanted to apologize for our viewers and listeners <laughs> that um, the software we're using did give us a free upgrade for unlimited time. Otherwise I would have to move this along. But yeah, carry on. Well, I don't think this is going to get resolved, but basically uh, old man river over there wants a new class for the cheater that used the overdrive. Damn, damn straight. I do. That's exactly what I'm asking for. Mike like, actually wants to parade him around in front of you game of Thrones fans and have the parade saying shame down the, no, uh, here, I, I will, I will a hundred percent agree with Mike on this whole thing. If he is the first one to compete in the new class. All right. I'm done. I'm in. He has I can't though. It's already been defined. It would already be defined. What? You would, you just you're, you're making up the class. Like you can be the first one to run it. No, because somebody already won. Somebody already has the record. Here's an idea. Put an overdrive on the overdrive. Ah, now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. Where does the limited where does but, the limited, limiting factor end now? Because you could just continually chain overdrives together. Fuck it. May as well. So yeah. I would I wanted to like dispute Mike on this, but that's exactly what he wants to do to his trucks. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but yeah, exactly. That's it. Just fuck it. I just add another fucking overdrive. Why why is it taking everybody so long to figure out gear ratios? This is ancient technology. Are you saying they're trying to be misleading? No, I'm saying I'm saying that sorry, Tom, no offense. And all our other listeners are, that didn't think my truck would go as fast as it does. No one believes the fucking math behind gear ratios. I'm pretty sure everyone does. It's just terrible math because I can tell well, you I've done that it. Maybe, that maybe. No, that, that wasn't the math. And that's actually leads to the same thing that is crazy about this particular like feat, right? It was the not the math of the gear ratios. It's the fact of like, does the engine produce enough power to put down to push the gears through? And what the surprising thing with your truck was, was like that little flathead has way more torque than I thought right same thing with this uh 45 year old ceo champion cyclist mother of three she can pick them up and put them down apparently that's all i'm saying speaking of the flathead i would like to let our, our listeners know that we still have in the uh list of topics if tom's complaining this getting too technical mike wanted to get into the intricacies of 
the benefits and uh, cons for flathead versus Hemis, specifically Hemis, and why they don't use that would be a terrible, terrible podcast. So, so actually, I'm gonna that, quiz Mike. There's a chance that Mike knows this little bit that, of trivia. That would be like armchair engineering from my side, which would be shot down, but just like straight <laughs> off the hip. But in any case, what's your what's your quiz? What is the fastest zero to sixty time done by a or sorry, not zero to sixty, a uh, fastest quarter mile by a flathead? By a flathead? Mm. V8, sorry. Flathead V8. <laughs> There's got to be some like 9-1 times out there for a flathead. Sal, do you have a guess? <laughs> I would just throw out like, I'm going to play like the, the uh, what's it called? The Price is Right game. Like $1. <laughs> Actually, no, no, I'm, I'm going to revise that. There's, there's been some powerful. Are we talking just one flathead or like more than one flathead? One. In oh, just one. Mm. One flathead, Mike. Everyone knows the rules. <laughs> <laughs> With no overdrive. Right. <laughs> only one overdrive. Only one overdrive. <laughs> you wouldn't even get a chance to shift to overdrive on a quarter mile. I know. Yeah. Um, like eight, eight. I'd say. Okay. Yeah, that's 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 kind of risky. That's kind of low for Flathead. Right. And Sal bids one dollar. One dollar. <laughs> so Sal wins. It's actually like six point two nine seconds. Really? Damn. Yeah. That's screaming for a Flathead. Set in two thousand and thirteen. There might be a faster one since then. I'm not sure, but the ones that was I was that Flatcad racing. Was, uh, it, was it a Flathead caddy? I don't remember. I'd have to, this was like a couple of days. I was watching the Cletus McFarland. Like he's got like a forty-eight minute video of him trying to set that uh, fastest LS drag time or whatever, which is actually really good. I encourage people to go check that out. It's, it's kind of long, forty-eight minutes. But uh, they actually have you guys watched that? I don't think so. He they, Cletus McFarland is like a YouTube channel. Um, he's building. He built a an LS engine basically a Corvette, like basically he's trying to do the fastest quarter mile in a Corvette. And, uh, he set it at like 7.82 seconds or something. And they ran the last few runs. They ran the engine dry without coolant because the, when they're, they're pushing so much boost that it pushed fluid out of the engine and like their tires spun like at the yeah, end of the strip. So so one of the, the limiting factors, so for example, like the Tesla, right? So Tesla actually gets to the point where their coefficient of drag is so low, right? They have the, probably one of the lowest coefficient. I think at one point it was the lowest, but for a production car, I know there's that weird one, but um, you end up actually having to have more, it's not a power issue, it's actually a tire issue a lot mm -hmm. of the time, right? You just can't get enough grip out of the tires. There's, yeah. So there's a, a limit to how fast you're gonna be able to go it's actually going to be limited by the tires, right? Especially with all this new electric stuff where you can put down instant torque. That's why dragsters run wrinkle walls. Mm -hmm. Right. But that's like the Bugatti and all those, they create like more downforce than they weigh. Like, at, I don't even know how much they do oh, at yeah. speed. Like which, it, is, which is fine at speed, right? But like if we're talking, yeah, like drag race or quarter mile, right? It, yeah. You just can't get that downforce standing still. Right. Yeah, and drag racing, I mean, especially, you're very concerned with weight, right? Because it's all about acceleration. So that wing is as small as possible to get just enough downforce so that you don't, so you've got enough grip going down the track, right? I don't but, think he had a wing on it. It was I like mean, a cage, the Cletus McFarlane. 
Well, and and there was, was, I didn't see that one. What car is that? Tom, you would know. You're into the hypercar, supercar world. What car is it now that they're saying they're abandoning any sort of wings and it's all uh, like downforce created under the under the car? There was some uh, automaker that just came out and was talking about that. How they like forego. Was, was it the F5? Might have been, but basically, yeah, that the downforce these days, a lot of it's created. They can do it by the tunneling and stuff on the bottom of the car, which is why that the Ford GT had that huge like whatever like rake looking thing coming out the back. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if it looks like the F5 has a little wing on, actually does have a wing on the back. Um, but you know yeah. what else had a wing on the back? My sister's 1991 Bonneville. <laughs> yeah, right. My mom's too. So much downforce. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, I found what those really help with, actually, is keeping dirt from, like, like developing on the taillights. Like, yeah, somehow, yeah. they keep it clean. Like, it disrupts the air. It's yeah. just they they're functional, just not functional at what they're like yeah. thought to be. <laughs> Hashtag more speed. But uh, but yeah. So speaking of GMs and and advertising things that aren't really what they seem, that was a oh, really dude, rough segment. I, I, not to cut you off, but okay. you you thought you said GM, and that made me think about the Toledo plant. Uh, uh, just the the blatant racism at the Toledo plant. Did you see that? Yeah, There's I like actually a, like an ongoing uh, thing about that investigation or whatever about that. Yeah, so I actually know, kind of. I've met the HR lady from there, and she says it's a nightmare. That's nuts. It 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 so boggles you my frame, mind. You want to frame the question or the story? Oh yeah. Um. So basically, there's at least one. Uh, employee union employee working for gm at the toledo what assembly plant yeah yeah um who's been significantly harassed like racially harassed uh, there was a news hanging next to his work his uh toolbox one day like his workstation or whatever i think he's a maintenance guy uh is what i recall i don't think he's a line guy but still point is uh at least a news hanging by his workstation, right? And then just a lot of other stuff to go along that route, right? So wow. to the point where the guy feared for his life walking to his car from work, you know? So um, but not a good situation by any stretch. And it just it baffles me that that still goes on. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, I mean... I don't know about GM, but Ford's consistently voted like one of the most ethical companies or whatever. And well, it's likely that there's shit like this that still happens places. Well, but you say that, but the Chicago plant was one of the ones that got the most national coverage for the Me Too, the harassment one, right? They had oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, but that's what I'm saying, right? So like, it's consistently voted like one of the most ethical companies or whatever, and then there's still this shit that's going on. Plants are weird places, man. I mean, obviously, you know, you worked in one for a while. I've been working in plants now for a while, right? Automotive plants. Um, it's just, it's an interesting environment, right? Yeah, you have people from so many different backgrounds and stuff, which it, to some extent is actually a benefit, right? Because sometimes when you get higher up in the automotive, it ends up being the old boys club, right? It's a, it's a bunch of old white guys, um, especially when you deal with it. But the plants are, you know, a mixed bag of, of wherever you're at, right? So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's unfortunate. It's an interesting thing. I mean, I luckily, knock on wood, haven't experienced anything like that. 
being a non-white person yet. I mean, I, mean <laughs> I had teasing here back and forth, but nothing that extreme. But I mean, especially to your point, right? Once it gets to a, a threat of physical violence or, or harm, right? That's when it, it steps over. Yeah, right. But uh, yeah, so Sorry, I'm that, out with your segue. That depressing note. Uh, oh, that's a downer, man. Uh, speaking of those jerks over at No. Um, so <laughs> we finally have come to what I believe is a headway on the um, GM regular people commercial circuit that needs. To oh, be. yeah. Um, so there was a news story saying that basically the coalition of Ford, Honda, and Toyota um, wrote a letter of some sort which would have been awesome if they just like sitting at a typewriter like dear mr gm right but uh, <laughs> we don't like you talking about us but basically they were saying that uh gm's latest advertising advertisement for those of you guys that haven't seen it or anything that was saying that chevy's are the most reliable cars due to a internal survey right more than honda and toyota and ford um but they're coming under fire because the other ones, apparently the survey was an internal survey. They hired a third party contractor to do, and it had to do with, they interviewed people, owners of vehicles and asked them how many times they went to the shop. Basically the other three ones are claiming that they're being misleading, right? That it wasn't any sort of empirical, actual data. It was opinion data that they're using to try and push um, their reliability scores or whatever. So, I'm just for one glad that finally someone's calling out these people on like real people that say a Chevy looks like a, or a BMW, right? They're like, Oh, it looks like a BMW. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's finally like all that stuff is so, and this shouldn't have turned into a monologue, but all that stuff's so fickle, right? The problem is in, in more than getting, and I wrote a blog post back in our now dead uh, website about how, you can find a study that'll say almost every car company short of Land Rover is the most reliable company out there. <laughs> because Land Rover doesn't care to pay for one. <clears throat> yeah. Right. And I mean, they also have the worst air suspension probably like it's, it's almost comical at this point how bad their, their air suspension is. Um, Not just that, yeah. Have you seen the videos of the Velars and the new computer system just like randomly shutting off and rebooting like on the brand new ones? No. Oh yeah. But I did, I did see the uh, the Lexus died on the way to the stage at the auto show. Yeah, oh, yeah, I saw that too. Um, which, that again, that's Toyota reliability, right? <laughs> but it's just, I mean, and, and it goes along with, like I was telling the guys, uh, you know, just car advertising, it's just so weird. So, like, in Chicago, they ran an ad about how Hyundai won the, it was voted best car by whatever governing body at the auto show. Um, but it was, like, best car of last year, right? So, best car 2018. But she was like, oh, my sister had said, oh, so I heard Hyundai won best car of the auto show. I was like, no, no, no. Like, it was a complete. So it's just like, it's so weird how, I, well, it's not weird. I mean, Mark, Mike's a marketing guy. Like, this stuff, I don't even know if it matters as much, but it's like, it's almost gotten to a point of how much can you push before someone actually calls you out on it, right? How much can you make or how much can you sway with questionable it, 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 I mean, it's less how much than you push. Bef uh, it's less how much can you push than how much will the public accept, right? Like, well, it's, they, not, it's not that they're pushing this to avoid or anything, you know? Like, they're pushing it to people who are not questioning 
what they're being fed. Well, they've you know started saying? making fun of those ads even, right? Like, I can't remember. Yeah. I was trying to look and find it, but, like, there's other ads from other companies that are, like, showing, like, like oh, like, uh, what do they They open the thing and say, we are, we are, like, real, we are actors, not real people or something, right? And then they well, go I think on. It was, was it College Humor that did the series on it? It was, like, College oh, Humor. Probably. Or... This is, like, a company, though, that's, like, ads going yeah. on right now. Like it was laugh or die or something did something about that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, even to some extent, right. And I guess it worked was the, um, when the commercial came out about the aluminum bed, right. Where the dude dropped the toolbox and it like punctured through the aluminum bed. Oh, here, Sorry. Here it is. I finally found it. It is. It, it confirms it. It's a, um, progressive ad spoofing the Chevy ads. Like that's how bad the Chevy ones got. Wait, there was a progressive ad. A progressive ad that's yeah yeah that's spoofing the uh, like the Chevy ones. <laughs> oh, we can't do this again. We can't do the uh, everyone watching. <laughs> 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 I was but, trying to think uh, like how can I pipe this in like through? Oh, I'm gonna watch that later. Oh no no guys, sure. actually wait, check this out. We can uh, give me one second. Can we cut to video? We can screen share and do this. Yes, let me just. Uh, Hashtag no free ads. Progressive call us about this. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you you owe us money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me know. Let me know if this. Okay, everybody, this is like a whole like we're just trying this on the fly. So if this works, it works. If it doesn't, doesn't. Sorry. All right, now you guys can see what I can see. Cool. Oh, you like look that? At that. All right, yeah. so so yeah, basically, real actors, not people, watch progressive spoofs these annoying Chevy ads. So they go on and like, actually, this is another one I forgot about. Oh, there's more. This I haven't seen the last one, but this is the one I think that I was thinking of. Oh, the sound isn't working. No, probably not. Oh, you're not. You can't hear the sound. No, it's not gonna pipe through your it's microphone. Coming through your microphone. Uh, we'll later, but yeah, I and mean, that defeats it, our podcast, Tom. It does. I'm trying to look uh, and see. But either way, I mean, I think it was just, it was interesting that this was the first time I heard of like (laughs) the company's writing an angry letter to this other large entity saying, hey, cut it out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I'm even surprised. Like, Mike, let's see. I'm going to test your back, your MBA knowledge and all that. Are there Mm -hmm. rules against, I'm surprised that there aren't rules against like, them being able to use like the Ford logo or the Toyota logo uh, in their advertising. Um, I mean, no, not really. I don't think. Sorry, <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> I, I was trying to get back to the, my large screen here that again it went away. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I mean. Only if it's um, like things like this for it's not illegal to use it, but doing something like this gets gets stuff called for having it taken down. Right. So like defamatory remarks and stuff like that are generally frowned upon, but they're not illegal per se. Yeah, I know. Uh, Unless it's unless it's far enough that you could sue for damage. Well, it's like slander, right? Yeah, right. You've crossed like the slander line, but it's not really illegal to use. Like they're not making money off of the trademark for 
uh, Ford or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like it's free publicity for Ford as far as they're concerned. Maybe negative publicity, but again, the same goes, right? So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look it up. Let's put it that way. Cool. So yeah, so I guess that's uh, that was it as far as topics. You guys, anything else you want to cover this week? No, are we going to the auto show? Are we going to go ask people stuff? <clears throat> it's supposed to be eight degrees this weekend, Mike. <laughs> so in other words, Tom's not going anywhere. I'm not going to be in town this weekend. So, I mean, oh, Mike, you can go be the reporter on the street. God damn it. How do I always get the short straw? What you should do is you should actually get Tara to ask people. I, I know, right? People run away from me. <laughs> people would rather see her asking questions, I think, than... Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, uh, cute red lipstick. Yeah, we get we'll get some interviews. Easy there, Mike. This is a this is a family podcast. <laughs> well, is we can it, have Mike. It, no, it's explicit. We can have Mike wear red lipstick and Tara wear red lipstick and see who gets the most people to talk to them. I mean, I, I might get some red lipstick on me at some point, but there are places in Detroit where Mike might still get more. Um, oh yeah, for sure. more people talking to him. <laughs> True. Oh, also. Uh, I wanted so since we're kind of wrapping up, I want to remind everybody that the Grand Tour will have come out by the time that this podcast is out, and actually, it's uh, the seventeenth today that we're recording this, and it comes out tomorrow on Friday. Um, and don't forget to use the hashtag Amazon's Hit Car Show. Um, <laughs> what, are, what are we doing? Advertising for the Grand Tour now? Is that what's happening? Yeah, dude, those guys got to retire at some point. Did they got at least two more seasons? Didn't you hear the press release? I know, but like we got to get them as much money as possible so they can retire in comfort. What you should do... I ain't getting them shit until they hire us to replace them. Yeah, what you should do is you should realistically use that hashtag whenever you post any of our stuff to drive our views. I know, right? Also, if (laughs) anyone... um, We should do that. ...happens to have been listening to this at uh, 368 and new york with casey neistat and they need a car group we're available just saying <laughs> if you ever have difficulty sleeping casey we can help with that topic what was the topic i even forgot what you were going to talk about with the hemi the hemispherical combustion no, the, the bicycles the the uh um no the, later we're going to talk about hemis and why yeah. hemis are the, the yeah. holy grail of combustion chambers they're yeah. not though anymore which we're not using them do you know that just fun fact mike's fun fact the, <laughs> did you know that if a combustion chamber is too smooth it won't induce enough swirl in the fuel fuel air mixture to properly emulsify in the chamber and you won't get a nice clean burn and a full power charge is that why you gotta like crisscross the honing no, honing is different. That holds oil. That has nothing to do with combustion. I oh. mean, it, it kind of because it makes things lubricated, but not really. It's well, you're inducing you're inducing turbulence, which causes tumble and all that fun stuff. Right. So See, swirl Casey. you get swirl you get from momentum of the valve opening up in the vacuum. You get swirl, and then tumble you get from the internals. If you don't have enough roughness, you won't induce enough term- tumble, and you'll have localized um, ignition. Right, which results See, in heat spots. See, Casey, yeah. you could be having content like this, gripping content on your channel like this. <laughs> Same goes with the Grand Tour. If you need, you know, 
somebody to take over uh what do they what do they call that the street conversation street we could oh. we could take over conversation street you know we could take over bedtime stories for the little ones <laughs> mike what Mike, you're the reason we have to mark this explicit every episode. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> thing. I know, it's good. <laughs> I don't think this is for children. I mean. No, no, not at all. Yeah. But yeah, Conversation Street, we could do that. Actually, yeah. we should call this Conversation Avenue and see if like. Hashtag we, Conversation Avenue, see if that pulls away views too. Yeah, conversa- hashtag Conversation Street, hashtag the Grand who, Tour. And then like. <laughs> Who are they going to send the cease and desist letter to? Exactly. Just like Chevy. Like, we'll just mock the, we'll do like, we will, get, we will get more publicity off a of cease and desist from the grand. <laughs> We'd like whole frame it. Be like, <laughs> oh, oh, I'd frame that shit for sure. Oh yeah. 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 We should do that. We should like go like where like each pick a character, a character. We should each pick like Hammond or Clarkson right. and then like dress right. up and like pretend to be them for an episode. That'd be all right. No, no, I don't know. And that terrible know. idea. <laughs> give, Do it. Give us, give us a comment, a like, a share, whatever you feel like. Tell us we sucked. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. And on that bombshell.